Want you to get up this morning, skip around like a lamb. Well, he's gone. God don't never change. Oh, always will be gone. This is Cynical Sheep, and I'm here with Tony. We are back. Finally. Finally. Yeah, I wanted to say thank you, too, for the people um, that have um that are listening and have been listening uh since uh since the first off we appreciate you appreciate your patience and uh sticking it out well i thought we'd do since we're trying to ease back into this you know um we've had a we've had another holiday go by we've had the fourth of july um i've been doing a lot of stuff with the move and and getting everything else set back up you know getting out of one house getting into another and everything that goes with that um uh, I know Tony's had some stuff going on, so I figured we can get in this episode, just do something light, talk about a, maybe an article, um, and uh, just let it go from there. Um, yep. yep. So we, the one we talked about, we actually collaborated on this one just a little bit. Not a lot. <laughs> a lot. We didn't want to. <laughs> it's that expectation to get. <laughs> exactly. Don't want to mess with the magic. That's right. We got to keep it low, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the article uh, we both agreed on, it was something I found interesting. I like uh, the article was, uh, well, several things that are interesting about it. Um, some things I agree with, some things I don't. Um, but the articles from uh, Protestia, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, but the headline is, it's an advice column is teenagers need to get married, make babies and conquer the world. And, uh, the video, yeah, nothing, that says, we, nothing says light, like teenage marriage. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, we do it right here. <laughs> so Tony, you got, um, so what are some of your first thoughts when you're reading this? Like, uh, uh, I mean, I could go over basically, um, let me, let me give a breakdown of the article, I guess. And, uh, so basically he, he's the author is talking about his own experience, um, and, and getting married young and everything else, um, and how it worked out for him. Um, some of the advice he got along the way, uh, from other people, um, he didn't see his biblical. Um, and then uh, he ends off with a some quotes from T Tucker Carlson. And uh, the video is not on YouTube anymore because I don't know. what It's violated standards. Um, who knows what standards is violated? So basically, yeah, um, like the one thing yeah. I saw in there, uh, some of the stuff that I agree with, um, uh, he goes to his, you know, of course him and his girl are dating and he wants to get married, but he's wanting to finish college. Um, and he goes to his pastor and he says, Hey, we're getting married. And his pastor says, good. And then <laughs> he says, well, we're going to extend the engagement up until I finish college. He's like, no, it's not so good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> you can go read the article for yourself. <laughs> I can't do everything for you guys. Go on. <laughs> that's, right. 
That's right. <laughs> but uh, what were some of your thoughts on it? Just uh, uh, your summary. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I had a number of them, having raised a number of children. You know, uh, one of the things that Melanie and I have always kind of thought is that if we – Anyways, there, yeah, there's going a ton that's going to come out, you know, just out of this article, a ton that could come out we could talk about. But for us, you know, we've always said that if we're going to raise first and foremost, like we, our older children were mostly girls. So we, we set out, you know, to teach them, you know, modestly save themselves for marriage and, and those type of things. And we kind of talked about it all along is that, you know, while we're raising them, that if we're going to do that, we kind of got to be ready and uh, be willing to accept short engagements, quick marriages, things like that, marriages while they're young. And that's right. the trade off, I, I almost think. And, I, and in the article, you know, kind of talks about that. That was uh you're per, you pretty hit the nail on the head that's kind of way that conversation went uh Aaron uh preacher was like yes uh get married no 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 long engagement and that being the reason or the primary reason that the article mentioned was uh the temptation of of carnal sin so um yeah so yeah I, I, you know from that perspective as a father I absolutely get it I, I think um you know, for me, the, the, the biggest piece of context that, that I know is just kind of understood about the article that didn't mention a lot was that it really is, uh, you know, backing up a step from his conversation, marriage has got to be about God first and foremost. God's got to, Christ has got to be at the center of that marriage. And so I think all of the others almost moot in this article and in this conversation if that's not at the forefront yeah yeah um i i agree with the yeah like you said the being against a lengthy engagement um uh, so much uh, i i don't know about like as far as the marrying early um mm-hmm. i have I have a, a son and a stepdaughter. Um, uh, as as far as my, my son goes, um, uh, I, pro- I wouldn't tell him, I wouldn't advise him to get married early. And this this is just, uh, I mean, just practical uh, because he's going to be, when he gets into a marriage, he's going to be the head of the household. He's going to be looked at to provide all this stuff, no matter what you want to say, equal, you know, I know we're in a um, uh, egalitarian society and everything else, but that uh, uh, stigma, for lack of a better word, is still there for men to be the provider, to be um, that kind of, uh, have that kind of role in the house. And I believe that in order for him to, be responsible enough to take care of a family he needs to be uh financially and mentally and emotionally ready or able to take care of himself i don't look looking back on like uh my life or my experience um you know i i would tell him don't look to get married until you're 
that probably somewhere around 28, you know, cause you're, you're a young man. You're, you're the younger you are, like you're in your teens and your early twenties, you're real idealistic and everything else, but and that's good. That's not bad, but it's, uh, the problem is you're broke and <laughs> you have, yeah. you, 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 there's a lot you don't know. And, yeah. um, um, you know, there's, I think it's important for him as a, uh, as a man to set himself up so he will be able to take care of a family and not have to take care of a family and worry about that as he goes. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah. And, um, I, I tell you what, that, um, another thing for me that while I said what I did, you know, and what Melanie and I have always, our thoughts on our children getting married and uh, and that go, I realized as I was reading this article that I, I pretty much have lived, though, I think kind of a foot in the world and a foot in scripture with this one. Yeah. Um, I, I do. When you, you look at the other reasons that the article was uh, pointing out, and this is probably what you meant, one of those things, the point you just made, Aaron, uh, that the parts you disagreed with in the article, because that was the other kind of focus of the article was putting things ahead of marriage or ahead of children that may or may not be scriptural. And I'm not even getting into that yet, but I'm just explaining a little bit too about the backdrop of the article and that being that, you know, the, the idea of putting college, you know, finishing college before uh, having a family or getting married and those things, how that those were anti-scriptural. And um, so I, I, you know, I, that just, I really hadn't thought of it like that, but I, but I must admit that, like I said, I, I've kind of, I always raised my girls in particular uh, one foot in, you know, in the world. And by that, I mean, I always, I, I, I really stressed to my girls. I wanted them to go to school. I wanted some type of school or, or make a place in the world, find something that they wanted to do. And my, my logic for that has always been, I did not want them dependent on a man. Right. I mean, and so for me, and, and I say that full well understanding what biblical view of marriage is and what, that, what, you know, that, that, what that looks like and that um, that very well may go against, uh, you know, what, what scripture intends. So uh, there's my admission for this week is that I kind of have always parented that way, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, a worldly, uh, a worldly view in, in part on marriage. But that also brings me back to what I kind of mentioned in the opening. I think all of that is somewhat moot if, as young people, we're not, um, you know, you're not focused on Christ. I, I think I think that's got to be there and um, it's got to be at the forefront. I think that's the key to being successful in marriage anyways, yeah. is putting Christ at the center. So I, I say that because... I, I've entered into two different marriages. I was married and divorced before, remarried and and been married since with my current wife. And for me, 
I did both kind of. I married semi-early the first time and a little later in life around the age that you mentioned that be more ideal. And the truth be told, it, it was the the presence of Christ and me following after Christ in my life that made the difference. It was that was a perfect storm when my Melanie and I we met. That's that's what we were seeking. We were not seeking each other. We were seeking Christ. We were both in a position in our life of doing that. And therefore that was kind of, you know, we never we didn't have our my second one, uh, my current marriage, it, it didn't have a long courtship. We met and were married within the same year, same calendar year. Uh, and my first marriage was different. Now, my first marriage was, you know, long courtship, dated, you know, off and on through her high school years. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, it, that that's kind of part of it is, is that relationship before all the other stuff. Otherwise, I think it's putting the, the cart well before the horse. So, Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I don't think it's unbiblical. Um to want your daughters to be to not be dependent on someone because I, I and I understand where you're coming from because you don't want them to get trapped in a situation that they're unable to get out of and they're they're in that situation of um you know um, you know just god forbid abuse or anything like that and they've got nowhere to go you know because maybe you know they yeah. feel like well I, what am I going to do or you know I've got now they've got kids and and this and there's a lot of people that are you know are in that situation and yeah. they don't have any, they don't think they have any skills. They don't have any, um, they don't want to burden someone else, you know, with their troubles. So they stay in that situation. And, uh, um, and I know, I understand that's probably where you're coming from. You, you don't want them to be dependent. Um, and add to that, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, necessarily a woman being dependent on a man if he's if if he's proven dependable you know yeah um there's there's no shame in you know in saying okay yes i have these skills and i can use them and and there's there's nothing wrong i don't see anything unbiblical about a, a, a woman working and some people may come at me with that and was like well they're supposed to be home with the kids like well that's kind of how it's been in you know, in our country and everything else for however long it's been that way. But even back in biblical times, women did stuff to make money for the household, you know, to be able to trade and everything else. They may have been able to have their kids with them, but at the same time, if their husband divorced them, they were, they were practically left out in the cold, you know, couldn't own land. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't get a job. You couldn't do, couldn't do anything. So you were just, I mean, you were at the mercy of someone else's generosity, you know? Right. And, um, we, I mean, now there's, there's, you know, things in place to kind of, uh, prevent that. But, um, you know, going, going back to what I said earlier, like about my, about my son, um, uh, to add to it, you know, I, I said earlier that I wouldn't advise him to get married until he's about 28 or so. With that being said, I also wouldn't advise him to be in a, any kind of relationship 
until that time, until he was old enough, you know, just for, you know, um, uh, and actually like to kind of echo Paul a little bit, you know, if there was no need for him to get married and a lot of people can't do this. Um, some people can, if, if celibacy is not a, you know, big deal to him, then it's totally biblical to be celibate, you know, and not have to get married. Um, yeah. I think, I think, uh, we've kind of in the American church in a way, I think we've kind of turned marriage into an idol and, um, and it, it's been married is great. It's, you know, it has its benefits for the church. So does having children, but to, to put that on every single person in the church, every, and especially every young person, you know, cause that's in their, <laughs> and I think that scares a lot of young people too. You know, they, you get yeah. these kids in youth group and they think, Oh, okay, well I've got a, um, I'm expected as a Christian to, as soon as I get out of high school, go and get married and, and, you know, have a bunch of kids and, and that's my life. And, uh, I mean, and, and that would have scared me <laughs> at 17 years old. Yeah. I mean, it kind of did. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want kids. I didn't want kids until in my thirties, you know, yeah. uh, me and Tony worked together, uh, before, and he can, he could probably remember some of the conversations I had and no scruples about talking about not wanting kids. <laughs> at the time to me it was like you know i went this long if it ain't broke don't fix it you know right. <laughs> the bad thing is and you know my early 30s i probably had the same thoughts and i already, I already had kids so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just playing i'm just playing if any of your kids ever listen i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna break this one to the young people out there here's a here's a, a secret i'm gonna let you in on marriage is hard yep. so I, I mean that's just the honest truth of it i christ at the center no marriage is hard uh, it, it's not something uh that should be entered into lightly um it, it's something that i think you need a full biblical understanding of uh, I, I I think it's I think it's the reasons I think the reasons that often it they do fail is because that that basis is there and that if, if you had a biblical understanding of what you know it, of what marriage is supposed to look like I think it sets the tone for expectation and um it's it's just a blueprint it, it, it's a blueprint to follow that. Otherwise, I, and, and I, we're selfish as people, yeah. um, which makes, you know, our, our nature is sinful and it's self-focused and everything that marriage is not, uh, quite frankly. It, it's uh, so it, it's something that without having that understanding and, and that, you know, like I said, with, with, with your own relationship with Christ being in focus and things like that, marriage is going to be all that much more hard which um all that with a with a good deal of maturity like um aaron's talking is is probably um crucial and vital to a successful marriage yeah um yeah so i mean that's you when you get married and you realize i, I don't i think people hear this too and they don't really it didn't sink in 
until you're with somebody else. But, you know, before you get married, you're not living together. You have these idealistic views of how it's going to be and yada, yada, yada. You know, you got your picket fence, whatever. And then you get married and you realize you're married to another flawed human being. And it kind of it throws all that stuff out the window. Um, there's a and like Tony said, there's there's a lot of bumps in the road as far as marriage goes. Um, like Tony said, uh, just like Tony, I've been married. Uh, this is, I'm I'm on my third marriage. You know, just um, this is a uh, I know this is going to shock a lot of people out there, but it, I am uh, I am probably the least spiritual person that I know. <laughs> <You know? laughs> We're fallible people. We're yeah. fallible creatures. You know, we, so. we're, He's still working on me. I think, I think too, though, the, I think a big part of what is going on in this country, at least, and, and probably worldwide, but I can only experience, speak to experience here, is that we live in a culture, too, that has devalued marriage, you know, yeah. in, in any way you can imagine. I mean, just from, I, I've, I've had this longstanding belief for you know for some time we we it just a simple economics of it if you take just a simple economics we we've created a system and a um a, a, it's where this ecosystem where it's easier for people to financially it's easier for them to not be married go through life Find your ways, find these loopholes, um, live together, do whatever, cohabitate, yeah. and 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 not, you know, and, and just is stripped away the significance of marriage. And um, that, and like I said, that's just one. That's just one way that the enemies attacked, you know, present day marriage. There's naturally there's a ton of others, and that's for other episodes. But it's it's really been attacked on all fronts, and we've just created this. The system where the the family, the familial unit, and marriage is that's just not it's not the most attractive to you know young people. It's just right. not. There's it's not it's not prioritized. It's not you know that's the and that's and that's everything I think working against working against and it's in part it's the government and the way their structure is and the way you know systems are designed and programs are designed and i also think that it's you know the church not making it more of an issue you know right uh, i think that's a big problem as well um you know i just not necessarily um the not necessarily you know marriages we we're talking about it earlier and 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 the frightening aspect like you said you know of a teenager and teaching that way but but just the the outspoken um, uh, the outspoken church stance on or what should be outspoken stance on just single parent households and, and children that are being raised you know by single moms and things like that that just they're not I can't say they're not being addressed but would seem that that's part of the issue that that's just continued to fester and now it's more so the norm than the exception so yeah yeah there's i definitely um believe uh, it, as far as in, in in the church goes like i said w without making it a bigger idol than what it is um but 
there's there should be more education within our well within our houses too in our houses and within our churches yeah. own marriage um possible um you know just i mean just different things um get realistic uh expectations to kind of let people know hey this is this is really what it's like you know yeah. adopt a teenager and let them come watch you and your oh, they'd be mortified let them come watch you in your house for, <laughs> you know, let's go watch your marriage for about a week. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. It, may, it may play on it, but like, I think I'll just, I'll be like Paul. <laughs> you know, the I know. Are over here. I, I think we've probably done that to a few of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing our part over here, Aaron. Yeah, there Doing you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read a, uh, a Bible passage. Um, this is from First uh, Corinthians seven. As a concession, not a command, I say this: I wish that all were as myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it's good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it's better to marry than burn with passion. To the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. The unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as, as it is, they are holy. But if unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to be peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know husband whether you will save your wife. I'll stop there. We all have a great week. Thank you again for listening and uh, hope to see you next time. And uh, Tony, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Aaron. Have a good week, brother. Y'all too. Bye. Bye.